no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Welcome back to Kiss Can Be Big, here with Queen Kaya, a.k.a. Hoover's Vaughn. What? I need more energy than that, y'all. Hoover's Vaughn, a.k.a. White Chocolate. And? Fresh Prince, a.k.a. Willie Dynamite. Willie Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're and back. OG Baca. Y'all heard Devon, it's your boy OG Baca. We back. It's the creative school. It's the end of the year. And we're celebrating all that we've come and what we've achieved uh, this past year. So right now we have some adults in the room and we're gonna have a little question and answer session. It's gonna get uh, cool, but before uh, we get into that, how about we hear from the adults? Adults, who's in the room? <laughs> this is Miss Gabby. I am a fifth grade teacher at Stanton Elementary School. I am a believer in our kings and queens and I am so excited to be a guest today on the podcast. AKA the fish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fishes make swishes. <laughs> Adults? <laughs> My name is Philippe Celestin. I am a teacher at Kip College Prep. I've uh, been here in the area for about seven years. I'm excited to be a part of this. I also make music. Uh, I go by the name Spindrift, and I'm part of the creative school through that. So I'm excited. Do you drift like Fast and Furious? No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Adults. So what's up? It's Miss Jonesy here. I'm a fifth grade teacher at Stanton Elementary School. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I love these kings and queens in the building. So I'm excited to see what you guys have questions for. The creator. The creator. And lastly. My name is Adiba. I'm a parent of David. And I'm excited to be here as well. Ready for these questions. <laughs> So as y'all can hear, the adults are chuckling about these questions I've shown them to them because uh, we're going to get real deep for y'all. Uh, the, the kings and queens, you know, Willie, Devon, and Kaya, they're the ones that came up with these questions for the adults. You know, on Kids Can Be Big, you know, what we're trying to show is that the lives of kids and the lives of adults are actually not that different. And so they came up with some questions that they're going to ask the adults today. Uh, the adults are sweating. <laughs> but I'm actually excited to hear uh, what we got to say on both sides. So. Kings and queens, who's going to ask the first question of the adults? Okay. I'll ask them. To you adults, how would you feel if you got blamed for something that you didn't do? How would you feel if you were blamed for something that you did not do? Need an example? I would feel mad, upset, angry, sad, all the emotions. Oh, no, I guess it all depends on... Say it again. Ready to flash somebody head off? It all depends on what it was that I was blamed for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, like I said, it all depends. Sometimes I just reflect on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends a lot on what it's for. Like, if it's for stealing some candy, I might feel like, all right, whatever. But if you're like, that guy stole a car, like I would feel some kind of way about that, and it would get ugly. I think inside, at least, it would get ugly in my head. So if I, didn't, if I didn't do something and somebody blamed me for it, I would feel infuriated because, well, depending on what it is, like everybody said, there would be consequences. And I would feel like I didn't have to serve those consequences. Could be like a ticket. It could be um, 
something related to my job, but there's consequences for everything. And if I didn't do whatever I got the consequence for, I would feel very unfairly punished for something that I had nothing to do with. Yeah, I agree with all the other adults in the building. I mean, I think if you're blamed for something you didn't do, it's it sucks. Um, but I really think it depends on what it is someone's claiming you did. Um, that would depend on the amount of infuriation or anger or just, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Has there been a time when has there been a time when you wish you stood up for yourself? All the time. <laughs> I feel like, especially as a as a man, I'm trying to understand like when when somebody kind of blames me for something I didn't do. I'm just constantly figuring out what's the right way to respond to it, and sometimes I feel like I have to kind of hold it back, and sometimes I feel like pushed to do something. And there's been plenty of moments where I was like either too scared, honestly, like that's kind of hard to share, but. Times I've been too scared to do something about it, or times it just felt like really hard to do something about it. And I always think back to those moments. You know, um, yeah, I'm an adult, and you know, y'all are in school, but most adults have jobs. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like most of the adults would, you know, feel me when I say that a job can be just like when you were in high school and things like that. And I know that I've been on the job at times, and you know, when you're a young person and you're just in starting your adult life and you're trying to learn how to move in these spaces and everything, you don't necessarily stand up for yourself when you feel that something else, something is going wrong. Um, and I've been in those situations um, a couple times, especially being a young black male, you know, not knowing, you know, is this how things are supposed to be? And uh, should I be talking this way? And I, sometimes I feel like people have taken advantage of me for that and I didn't necessarily speak up for myself when I should have. You know, and those are lessons that you learn, but that's definitely an instance where I feel like, you know, I didn't, st I could have stood up for myself and explained myself, and I didn't, you know, so. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel up specifically at my job. Yeah. Um, just got a new manager, so she sucks, but she's gone now. <laughs> and that was quick. Yeah, no, it was really quick. Um, I, I guess a lot of times, like you said, when you at your job, mainly, you don't stand up for yourself because you feel like, well, I feel like, no, no, not that. But I just feel like I don't really stand up for myself when I feel like the change is not going to be made. Mm. Like, what's the purpose of saying something when I know I'm not going to be heard? And even if I am heard, you wouldn't care anyway because your title or my title, that type of thing. Kings and queens, do y'all feel like y'all have ever, uh, you ever wanted to say something to an adult or someone with authority, but you felt like it wasn't going to change, so you just didn't say anything? Mm-hmm. When I was at like a bus stop and I saw like the and I saw like this man and this woman they was fighting over something retarded. But then that's when it was that the dude was about to hit the lady. So I was like, Hey, don't do that. He was like, Stay out of this. I was like, You don't hit don't you don't hit a girl, like a woman. What are you thinking? Like what be running through your head? <laughs> you still you still was about to do it. So that's when another person walked up and stopped him. Oh, wow. At least you stood up for her. Yeah, but at least you still stood up. You loyal, bro. <laughs> I'll be hearing what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> you good, bro. <laughs> we have a um, very special guest that just walked in the room. Could, could yes. she come and introduce herself? Another now? adult, please introduce sure. yourself. <laughs> Hi, do I need to get close? You're fine okay. you are. Okay, good, I don't even know. So um, I'm Rena Johnson. I used to be the principal at DC Scholars Stanton Elementary. 
And um, I am just here today to celebrate all the wonderful work of the kings and queens this year. Um, I'm just here to listen in. And if you have a question for me, I'll answer it. I'm just so proud of all the work that's being done at Stanton. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. I, can I say something? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, to that same question, I feel like as you grow and as you start to learn different life lessons, you start to understand battles that you should choose and battles that you shouldn't choose. Absolutely. So I think sometimes it just depends. You know, standing up for yourself all the time might not actually be the right thing to do in terms of is it a battle worth fighting or is it not? So I think that's an important thing to know. Absolutely. You know, my mom, uh, she used to tell me, you know, the greatest lesson you'll ever learn in life is when to shut the F up. <laughs> you know, because there'll be times where you want to, you know, you want to fight that battle right now, but sometimes you got to like take a step back, think strategically, look at it a little bit differently, and then, you know, come back to it another time. And sometimes mm -hmm. it, it just go away. You'll find that, you know, it's outside of your control and it just has to keep moving. So, if my mom, if I, if my mom tell me that, and I say something back to her, she will smack me in my head. The <laughs> <laughs> rich vine with the real. <laughs> it also makes me think that sometimes it's not just um, sometimes when you stood up when I stand up for myself, but it also makes me think sometimes you have to delay your response because Absolutely. in that moment you might be too heated, too you know at a level ten, and then. Yeah. Stand up for yourself once you're a little bit more, you've reflected on a situation, you've stepped back from it, and chosen if it's a battle worth fighting or not, then it's time to stand up for yourself if it is one of those battles that you want to engage in. For sure, for sure. I think for, for me, one of the hard things about being an adult is realizing that some things, it's just so hard to stand up, like it's almost impossible to stand up for certain things and see a change. And that, I find when I get into that position, it's like, it's hard to figure out what you want to do about it. Like. When you have a boss that you know won't be different than what they are, and you just have to deal with that, and it's like that changes my understanding of what I'm supposed to do in those moments too, because that person isn't going to be different because of me. Yep. Mm. What are the struggles of having a child? Parent. What's so funny, Jakai? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot, especially when you have one at 16. <laughs> but um, yeah. A lot of struggles. You struggle with making sure you say the right things. Mm. I mean, you're not always gonna say the right things. You're right. not always gonna do the right things. It is not always, it's not always hard. I can say that. Most people say it's not always easy. It's not always as hard. Um, it's not always easy neither. But um, it's balancing a lot of things for me that sometimes become a struggle. When you say, um saying the right things what do you specifically yeah like what's, my daughter uh -huh. she's 14 now so she's in high school she's dealing with a lot a lot of people i was kind of like sheltering her yeah and i was told that by a couple of her teachers because she wasn't catching the train i dropped her off picked her up every day and they was like why don't she get on the bus I don't trust half of these kids she's around. I don't even yeah. trust her to be around half the kids she's around. <laughs> right. So I was just like, and then I just think about a lot of stuff that I was around. Yeah. And I always be like, oh, that's what she's going to deal with. But then I had to learn that I had to deal with it, so did, so did she. Yeah. So then I had to kind of learn how to fall back from her. And then she just kind of has this little battle within herself. Yeah. Um, where... 
She always think I'm at her and I'm not. I'm just trying to. Mm, you're just trying to help her out. Yeah, but then I've learned that it's just me and my oppression of what I went through. So then I just kind of learned to give her her little space, but just not too much yet. Yeah. So I'm still kind of at her neck. That's interesting. I think the kings and queens will have a lot to say because they talk a lot to me about this, about uh, adults having good intentions, but also that kids have good intentions too. And sometimes uh, there's a disconnect between the communication of adults. One last question I have for you. Do you also feel like um, sometimes you may have to tell your daughter to do the opposite of what you did? And kind of like how you how do you feel about that sometimes? Like, do you try and give her different experiences from you, or would you I like her to really go through those things? Have to do that much often. I think I make okay decisions, especially see at her age. I mean, as an adult, I'm you know I pretty much do whatever I want right. to do. But as a child, I was I always listened to my mother. I yeah. was one of those ones. So she's <laughs> kind of opposite for me. So I look at her like my friends, because I think what my friends did. Yeah. That's that's my daughter. So she's <laughs> she's she's me now as mm. an adult. And I guess because she's so used to being around me as an adult. So she's definitely a reflection of me. But it's like when I was a child, mm, I was I listened. I mean, I I did little kid things and stuff Everybody like that. Everybody does. But, yeah. You know, I was. I was pretty much in the middle of everything. My mom had nine kids. So wow. not it wasn't just because I was like a suck up or I listened or none, none, none of that. It was, I was always the helper. I was helping my mom. I was pressed. I was teaching them, doing school with them. Yeah. I was one of those. You always there. My big brothers, I, all, I call all of them my little brothers because they all fall under me. Wow. Everybody in my family fall under me. So I'm like the. You're the rock. I had something to build on with when it said, um, what um, are the struggles of having a child? Uh, I wouldn't build on that. Like, my aunt, I I seen her, like, raise my little cousin, and it looked hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would look hard. Like, making, like, changing it. That's not (laughs) dealing with the diarrhea. (laughs) It's not so bad when you do it. But it stinks. It does stink. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a struggle in your eyes, huh? And, and I think I think like dealing with the dealing with the crying all day. Mm-hmm. Just that's the worst part for me. It was mm-hmm. David was a crybaby. He still is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like that. that's what I think. That, that's what I think is hard. It is hard. dealing with the crying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not as hard as Kai, what was your question? Um, my question for these adults, my second one is, have you ever done anything to your students or child um, that was that you thought was unfair? And be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say as a teacher, I think sometimes we do, well, I have this motto that's one band, one sound. So one person in the line is off, the whole line has to get right before we do something. And I have seen over time the effect that that causes, or what that brings out of students who just always do what they're supposed to do anyways. Um, Sometimes it makes them start doing what they're not supposed to do because they always Mm -hmm. do what they're supposed to do. So it actually sometimes backfires on me. Um, 
But I think it's a balance of just figuring out when should we stay to that one band, one sound, and then other times what's fair is what's fair. Similar to that, I think I've been in positions as a teacher also where um, one student or maybe a couple students is bringing you to a frustration point and then another student approaches you but you're at that frustration point yeah. already mm -hmm. and I um, and the other student who's just kindly approaching you to ask a question or something gets Catch that fire. <laughs> and I, and I um, do think that is unfair. It's, it's human, it's a human reaction but it's also something to be aware of and to check and to even apologize for in certain instances if you know that that person, the other student that did nothing wrong and had nothing to do with your frustration, um, didn't deserve it. Have y'all ever had to apologize to a student or to, a, yeah. or to your kids? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was that like? Own up. I think it's good to own up to your actions because we're trying to have them do that too. So to model that behavior is really important, I think. And uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but like, if you don't apologize, like, I would say for me, if I was like younger now, and if somebody did something, they didn't apologize, but I knew it wasn't my fault, and then I would get upset, and then, like, I would get upset, and then I would think that the teacher is being rude just to me for right. no for no reason, and then the next day, I'm thinking, because she's the teacher, that I can do it to us, too. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm good. Kai with the 100. <laughs> yeah, I think there's not a week that goes by where I don't end up messing something up with a student and then having to apologize. And I think maybe something to take into consideration as kids is, like, I have 30 kids in my classroom, right? Mm. Someone farts in the corner, and, like, all of a sudden you're trying to figure that out. Like, it, it gets hard. It gets rough. Where people are throwing stuff, like, every once in a while, or someone, like, says something. And so it's just so easy to make a mistake. And I feel like, going back to what Ms. Ms. Fish said, the idea of just, like, making sure that I own up to that with kids because I really want them. I think that's one of the most important things I can pass on is taking responsibility for the things that you do well or the things that you don't do well. And I think that helps kids when I make those mistakes. They know it's a mistake, and they know it's not me just like trying to kind of be mean or be cruel. Yeah. But it's hard. And I love like this idea of this podcast to get to know adults and adults to get to know students because if we say we're one adult in a 30-person classroom, you know, the flip side of that is, well, I'm one of the 30 students with just you, and I wasn't doing it, and you saw me, or you thought you saw me doing it. So right. it's really from the lens of, two sides and it's a, it's beautiful to just hear and see both perspectives absolutely i want to add one question what's the question bro the question is do you teachers think that y'all that y'all give out too much homework mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have a stack of homework stack on stack on stack do we give too much homework yes I don't think so. I mean, you know what? Maybe so. Maybe in terms of all the subjects added together, yes. Um, you got to do two summaries at a time. But that's what I was going to say. So the expectation as a 10-year-old is to write five sentences in a summary. That's not a, that's not a high expectation, right? Especially when you're going to middle school, for me, and from how I grew up and when how yeah. I understood the process of writing essays once I get to sixth grade. So I think it's a fair ask. But maybe when you 
combine writing and science, math and reading every night that could probably. I used to think it was too much because when I mean, you got too much going on at home, yeah. you got too much work going on too. So. That's real. Especially when you just want to play your game. See, but you can't. <laughs> but David thinks that. <laughs> David wants to go play that game, but. Mm. Winter packets. Now, I, I think, though, too, if you're on the grade level, quote unquote, that you're supposed to be on in terms of when you get to whatever grade, then maybe there can be some type of, I don't know, say lax or maybe some passes. But if we're trying to break the narrative and we have a lot to catch up as teachers, we do want to give you stuff to do at home. So it's not I'm just playing the game. I'm not just going outside. I'm actually also doing something at home to help out with what you know you have to do to be successful. But I also think that that's good. But um, give it like a lot of homework because that can also help like the students um, stop hanging like out on the streets and stuff like that. And being around all this nonsense where killing going on and everywhere in this neighborhood. the unfair thing um i guess i've done that a lot with the kids too uh, but it's easy for me to apologize so yeah we're kind of open um david does a lot so it's kind of hard with him specifically like my daughter here she's okay david is whew, got me <laughs> on him so but it's really hard to tell when he's lying and not lying but he does this twitch face thing sometimes <laughs> when he is lying and then he always look at me with these puppy eyes when he's lying and and then sometimes the lie I can just tell it's a lie but then sometimes he will really tell the truth and be lying <laughs> I'll be like Guessing your toes. Um, then later on I find out I'm like David look you're getting a lot better with these lies now so then but but with saying all that when he is telling the truth, it's kind of hard for me to believe it, so I'm already on him. Right. And then I got to, you know, I already got on him. <laughs> right. So, so then I got to bring it all back. <laughs> and that, that's a lot, you know. So then let's just say he's in school. He just got beat down by the teachers because they thought he was lying. And then he got home, he got beat down by me because I thought he was lying. And then all the people I done told about it will uh-huh. get on him because he has a lot of people, you know. We got to kind of tight circle with that. So then you got to come all the way back around and apologize for all those lies. All those things, yeah. But then it'll be just a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) So kings and queens, I got a question for y'all. How do y'all feel hearing from adults about their past experiences and dealing with kids? Because I know y'all talk to me about this a lot. And I brought them here and they told you. So now how do y'all feel about what y'all have heard? Do they seem more human? Yeah, but. Um, but. <laughs> yeah, say more about that. Yeah. Kai, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel happy, but confused. Why? Because 
you said like if somebody like if somebody blamed you for something that you didn't do, like you would get upset or something for a reason. But let's say and your child did it and then they your child like making something for you and then your daughter and then your son comes and breaks it, but you doesn't know because your son somehow went to sleep. And like you blame it on your child, but you don't know the full story. Yeah, I think what she's trying to say is um, if you also get upset when people blame you for things, why do you still get upset when, when your, your child, your like, child gets upset the same way? Okay, but did they do it? That's all I want to know. No. <laughs> You're saying they didn't do it. It was just broke. No. Oh my God. See, that's a mom. <laughs> it just broke itself, huh? So, this is what I'm asking my kids. Okay, so your story sounds like something David would have said. That's why I'm asking you these questions. This is how I ask them. So, I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty of it. At the end of the day, it got broke. Somebody broke it. Mm-hmm. So, the question is did you break it? So did I break it? Yeah, did you? In the scenario, did you? Sounds like a real situation, Kaya. Did you break it? In the scenario, it got broken. It got broken. Did you break it? In your scenario, did you break it? No. Okay, but the wind blew it, and it just broke no. on accident. I, you don't know how it broke. There's okay. two people in that story. So there's I my daughter and my daughter. son. So I you're the daughter, right? Yes, I so did David break it. did it. Okay. But you don't know. That. But I don't really know who so did you're it. You're saying that we. Think that adults need to find the full story. Yeah, before they blame it on something. Oh no, 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 no. See, I, okay, and I understand what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. It's been times when they've broken something, or I say they, because you see how I just bunched them up. That's what I do. But I'll go in fussing, like you just said, because I'm upset, and I'm not thinking about how upset you are. Not at this point. I'm just worrying about how upset I am. So I'm, like you said, we're telling the truth, I'm gonna tell you the truth. So I'm upset, and I'm upset at both of you, and then I'm fussing at both of y'all the same equally way, and then David was like, but it wasn't me. is like, now David, you know I did not do that, because da 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 You're the daughter. Nine times out of 10, Davia didn't do it. One thing I do, mm, I'm pretty much much pretty much know my kids, but I still never give my daughter all the way the leeway until I find out the truth. I ask a million and one questions. By the end of that, David is already crying. Once he started <laughs> No, once he start crying, pretty much know he did it. And then he's like, I just didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to get in trouble. And I'm like, David, sorry, you know, I ain't mean to fuss at you. I will apologize right then and there, right when it happened, right all in my frustration, but I'm gonna tell you, I Kirk first. So <laughs> And then, oh, so <laughs> I do apologize. And then she's out of it, and she's looking at David like, you try to put it on me. My and mom used to then say Then I get on David really good. My mom used to call us all spirits. We all would get in trouble, but she'd be like, oh, the spirit took it. Today. Yeah, that's why I said, did the wind blow it and it broke? Like, I asked them all, the, and I, day, I get down. To the day she calls us all spirits. Like spirit took my shoes. Mm-hmm. Which one? Oh, man. We'll check. I think we've had some good discourse here today. Uh, the kids were able to get their questions off to the adults, and the adults were able to think a little bit more about their lives. But I think we've all learned something today. Uh, so with that, we're going to move on to the next segment. We'll see you all at Baseball and Brotherhood. and uh, At the Nets Academy. That's right. That's right. 
So this is OG Baca. This has been Queen Kaya, aka Twin Kaya, and Hood Rich Vaughn, aka White Chocolate, and Fresh Prince, aka Willie Dynamite. Willie Dynamite. Willie Dynamite. Can you that question? Adults, we thank you for your time. Thank you for your perspective, and we're signing off. Again. So to you other kids all across the way, take it from me. Parents just don't understand.